Welcome to the Shenmue AM2 Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Shenmue AM2 Podcast. Uh, we're your hosts, Andrew. And Matt. We got that in the right order this time. Mm-hmm. I get top billy on this podcast. You mother. <laughs> Damn you, Alphabet. <laughs> Welcome to uh, episode 11. Uh, this week we're... This week. This episode. Uh, these are not weekly. <laughs> um, we are in a week, though. Yeah, it is a week. Uh, one of the 52 possible weeks. Yeah. Um, we're doing episode 11 today. And, no. <laughs> What? <laughs> I just keep saying episode 11. <laughs> it is. It is episode nothing, 11. Nothing you've said has been wrong. Episode 11. Uh, disc 3 of Shenmue 2. And, yeah. So just before we get started, um, Matt here uh, got older yeah. by a year a few days ago. Mm-hmm. So I got Matt a little present. Oh. Um, so what's in here, Matt? Paper. Ooh. It's an art and cra- and or craft. <laughs> it's uh so is that a like a rep- rep- uh, reproduction of like the save one of the possible save icons in yep. Shenmue 2? Yeah, it's the Zhuang uh save. That's pretty cool. Thing for the Dreamcast when you go into the memory card screen. Are they randomized when you're saving, or does it show up when you're on a certain disc, or what? Zhuang's disc 2, I think. Okay, because I only ever remember seeing Shenhua, I think. Yeah, there's for Shenmue 2, there's the file itself is Rio, and then for the discs, it's uh, Feng Mei, Zhuang, Joy... And is one of them Ren? Or one of them might... I think there's a Rio one, and then there's a different Rio one for the file or something. But yeah, okay. yeah I, have, I got myself the Rio one here as well. I never I never look at uh, at my save files. <laughs> the and Rio one looks something pretty... Something else in here. What is this? Dreamcast. Japanese words. Oh. Is it like a strategy guide, or is it like a promo thing? Oh, it's a stra- Japanese strategy guide. Cool. I like these better than the American strategy guides because they're much more condensed. That's cool. Did you get that off eBay? I did. Um, I ordered one and it never showed up. So, so what's this? I ordered myself one and I got it. And then the and then one. the original one showed up. Um, I received it about a week ago mm-hmm. and it was dated December 16th. Wow. Did you get a refund? I did. And and you got the item? And I got the item. <laughs> Sweet. Did it come from China? Uh, I think it was China, yeah. Yeah, sometimes China stuff gets holed up in customs for months. But yeah, it's the Japanese ones are all pretty neat because they're very small in size. Yeah. But they also have, all come with a little slip cover. That comes uh, off. Japan loves their slip covers. Have you ever seen a Japanese soundtrack? <laughs> They've all got the little yeah, the spine thick <laughs> cards, and then it's got the same cover underneath. This one is the Dengeki uh, one. It's uh, this. They're all kind of different because I have I have three of these little Japanese guides. Two for the uh, first game and one for the second game. 
And they're all different brands, and they're all different in style. This one has a little fold-out map of the front. Uh, but this one in the back here has a complete um, notebook, mm. every single page filled. I know I'm flipping through here showing map, but um, you guys can't see that. Google it. Google it. The D-E-N-G-E-K-I Dreamcast uh, Strategy Guide. They're pretty neat. They're yeah. like a little handbook. Yeah, it's in really good condition, too, this one. Looks brand new. Yeah, the, all the ones that I've received uh, have looked fantastic as well. Well, thanks. It's very thoughtful of you. You're welcome. When's your birthday? <laughs> June 28th. <laughs> and I'm expecting the limited edition Rio and Long D statues. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to wrap mine up. <laughs> we'll tra- if, if it's still here after this evening. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to trade back and forth. Oh, that's yours. Yeah. yeah, I remember that photo, or that uh, art of Rio punching. <laughs> well, Zhu Ying's my favorite, so... I've had that since we recorded Yeah, so another one of these things where... This is what I love about this game. I have never encountered this before, and I was... I didn't encounter it this, to- this playthrough, and... Um, we forgot to mention it, and then guess where I saw something about it? On the Phantom Riverstone website. The best website. The play... Th- uh, how to get the shot or the scene of the plane flying over. I, I almost always get that, but it's very specific from what I understand, isn't it? You have to be... So it's in the part of the Wise Men's Quarter, I think? Um, I can't remember, but it's a part with the stairs. Yeah. Where there's two flights of stairs. There's a park at the top? But you... I think, maybe? No, the park's on the other side. Oh. Um, but you can only trigger it if you're walking. You cannot trigger the scene if you're running. Oh, really? But did you know there's two variations of that scene? Did you know there's the one with the passenger plane? Oh, isn't there a fighter jet one? And there's one with five fighter jets. Yeah. I don't, I've never got that one. I've just seen it. I've um, never gotten the one with... I've ne- I didn't even know it existed, and that's what I love about this game. I found <laughs> out something new, like, 15, 16 years later. Mm. Um, if you want to check it out, it's on the Phantom Riverstone website. Um, there's a blog about it. Um, man, he's doing such good stuff on that site. There's, <laughs> I'm learning so much. Don't stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and I forgot to ask, because I didn't get that scene once during this game. Mm. And it was even... I'm like, oh, I'm going to you know, walk up the stairs, or run up the stairs, because I hold that running trigger... <laughs> Non-stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I never encountered it this game. And I was going to ask you, did you encounter it? Because it was weird. I have never not encountered it before. Not the fighter jets, no. I, always, I almost always get I'm talking the about the passenger plane. I didn't oh. get the passenger plane at all. Yeah, I always get that for some reason. I don't know what I'm doing that I get it, but I do. And then I read later that not everyone gets it. <laughs> but you, you can get it every single day in the game. Oh, as long As long as you walk... That's the only stipulation? You That's just have the to walk? only stipulation. You just have to walk. Hmm. And um, we did receive a correction. What? Yeah, we made a mistake. I refuse to accept it. Um, when I talked about not being able to get the brawling uppercut from Dellen... Oh, it was your mistake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> so far. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, the, what the mistake was, I said you couldn't learn the brawling uppercut after if you have the $500 because you can just meet Ren right away. Mm-hmm. You can do it afterwards. You actually have to work with Dellen for him to teach it to you. Yeah. Um, I thought you could just approach him and he would teach it. I thought I thought 
normally you work with him, and then at the end of your shift, he teaches you. Yeah, I from even from the um, I have the Xbox Player's Guide. Hmm. I was reading it there, and they didn't mention anything about working. So you actually can get it um, as long as you work with them hmm. for the the day. So I can't remember the person's name who uh, did the correction, but it's awesome that someone someone cares. Someone it? cares. <laughs> So, thank you. Someone's fact-checking us, keeping us honest. That's good. <laughs> uh, move on to disc three. Disc three. So, have you ever seen any footage of Kowloon in real life? A little bit. It looks nothing like this. <laughs> <laughs> I love this Kowloon in Shenmue, but it, it's nothing like the real one. Like, it's not, like, the, the one in Shenmue is, like, kind of, like, isolated by itself on top of a hill. And the buildings aren't even that close together. The, re- the real one was just, like, it looked like people living inside. If you took a car and you t- compacted it into one of those cubes, it's just, like, people living inside one of those. That's what the real Kowloon was like. And it was in, smack dab in the the middle of a larger city it was called the walled city because there was a wall around it so it wasn't off by itself it wasn't like it, it's it's much more nice in Shenmue <laughs> <laughs> my first thing is when he goes to Kowloon he's standing up on the bus mm-hmm. there's plenty of seating on the bus and he's he's just standing there I do that every day I never sit on the bus <laughs> what? I sit down all day I sit down for 8 hours I'm going to stand on the bus <laughs> but I, for him, I don't know. Yeah, he should rest his feet. He's walking everywhere. <laughs> oh, and I noticed he didn't... I don't think he had his bag with him. He left his bag in Hong Kong. I'm pretty sure. He has he has his bag at the end of the game when he's leaving to go to Guilin. But at the beginning when he's on the bus, no bag. Someone fact check Matt on this. <laughs> I, won't, I won't be wrong. Please, please, <laughs> please, please. He's batting a thousand right now and that just can't happen. Um... My first one is when you get to the herb shop, mm-hmm. um, you can ring the bell. Mm. And I found out that if you don't, if you just sit there, Ren will get angry and ring the bell. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so I just sat there and just hovered. I think Rio's hand hovers over it. Mm. And I was like, not, not, not touching this bell. How long? Uh, it was a, probably like 30 seconds. <laughs> from what I remember, it's again, I played this a while ago from my playthrough. Yeah. I was waiting on Matt to play it his organic way. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he gets upset and rings the bell himself. <laughs> I thought that was a nice little touch. Oh, Red. Because he's so impatient. Yeah. Um, this, this is kind of random. When you're, you know, the, the, you can move boxes in Kowloon too inside a building. But what's with the foreman lady in the bondage gear? I, t- you know what? Until you mentioned it right now, I totally forget you could move the boxes in Kowloon. Yeah, it's like it's in the bottom floor of a building. Like it, when you come up from Dragon Street, it's the first building on the left. You just go in there, and there's some lady in bondage gear, and she'll let you move boxes just like you do with Dylan. Except in this one, you move them with Congo. You remember Congo? He doesn't speak so well. <laughs> no. <laughs> I might do another playthrough of this game. <laughs> Um, speaking of Dragon Street, did you go off to the secret spot there and do the lucky hit? No. Is it, like, the same spot where the the recruiter takes you later? Or is it a different spot? No, it's further up the road. 
Um, so right when you're about to go up to the steps into the first big part of Kowloon, on the right there, there's a little walkway that goes up, and there's a lucky hit stand. And it's probably the most important lucky hit stand in the game. There's three of them. Hmm. And you can get move scrolls out of them uh. that are incredibly difficult to get. <laughs> because you need to beat the first lucky hit, mm-hmm. then you need to beat the second lucky hit, then you need to beat the third lucky hit, but the third lucky hit has things above it. Things above it. So you can, the ball might not necessarily make it all the way. It's like, it's very, very. It's got little traps halfway down or something? Not necessarily traps, but just the way the pegs go, mm-hmm. it's very difficult for the ball to make it towards certain holes. Um, but those are the, again, because I was trying to do as complete a playthrough as possible, um, there's two move scrolls, but they're only one at a time. Mm-hmm. So you don't even have the double odds of getting them. So I actually got the first one mm-hmm. on only my eighth try, which Ugh. is very, very good. Uh, considering how difficult it absolutely can be and time consuming because yeah. you need to beat the first one to get to play to the second one then the second one to get to play the third one Jeez, are they even good moves? Uh, the first one was the uh, heel sweep I didn't write down what the second one was they're not moves you can get any, anywhere else in the game? no hmm. you can only get them there they better be good moves. <laughs> so after I did that, I tried about 30 more times. Oh, God. Um, and I quit. Yeah. I walked away. It's like, this is Understood. frustrating. Why am I doing this? And then I went back, and I got it on my second try. <laughs> <laughs> the second one. Um, but, yeah, I don't think a lot of people even know it's there. I don't, I don't think I knew know where it is. Still. And uh, it's... Again, just part of your, if you're trying to do a complete playthrough, you need to need to go there. Hmm. I don't think a lot of people know where it is, though. Yeah, I don't think I do. Um, when Ren and Ryo are locked up and they do the whole the oldest trick in the book, where hey, he's sick, open the door. Um, if you fail that QTE, does a day pass or does it just retry it? think a day passes. I think they just keep trying the same trick, and the guy keeps falling for it, and then you have to keep doing the QTE. I failed it the first time, and I think a day does pass. Yeah, so the guy's just really dumb, and he keeps falling for it. He's sick again? Don't try to punch me this time. <laughs> Why, I oughta. <laughs> yeah. Fool me once. Yeah. I kept failing the QTEs. I've got so many like notes here where I'm just raging about QTEs, and then I figured out that just the D-pad of my controller was all worn out. I switched <laughs> controllers, and I had better time (laughs) I fought the Mongolians as soon as I possibly could Mm -hmm. and I lost (laughs) it's the three guys and I think I beat the first two and then the third guy uh, from what I remember annihilated me pretty bad same here I think um, oh, and also, uh, when they're escaping, Ren and Ryo are hiding as a person, as me, I knew where it was, but, uh, so I ran ahead of him, like, I had Ryo run ahead of him, and then I got this cutscene that said, I'm lost, <laughs> and, and I had to do it all over again, but, like, I know where I'm going! I can't, uh, I can't remember specifically where that was from, though. That's weird. Yeah. Now, because I was trying to do a, a complete playthrough here... I tried to get all the street fighting done as soon as possible, just so I can have them unlocked. Mm-hmm. I fought the headbutting dude. Uh, he creamed me, too. <laughs> I like that you don't have to beat these people to uh, unlock them on the uh, passport disc, or not the passport disc, disc floor. You just gotta find them. You just gotta find them and fight them once. 
Yeah, I didn't have a good record against him. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever beat him. I don't think I went back to fight him. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to. Like the strategy guy was saying, you have to make up a certain. You have to make like a ten points through yeah. all these fights, and they're all worth different amounts. You wouldn't know how many points they're worth unless you had the strategy guide. But um, yeah, I got another note here. While Ren and Rio were spending a lot of time together, that Rio was better than Ren at torture. <laughs> Uh, they were trying to get information out of somebody, and I think I think Ren just threatened with a knife and didn't actually do anything, and then Rio got in there and, like, you know, twisted the guy's arm like he usually does. Re- uh, Re- I found that odd that uh, Rio was a little bit more uh, successful at torturing somebody. Odd note that I just have here. Why does Cool Z wake you up every day? Not every day. Sometimes it's joy. Is it? Yeah. Some- sometimes she woke me up. Oh. It, it is usually Cool Z, though. I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't do anything else. <laughs> well, he holds a boombox. <laughs> there was one of the fights. I can't remember which one it was, but Cool Z is watching the street fighting, and I'm talking to someone, but the way the camera was, you could not see Rio at all. All it was was Cool Z holding the boombox <laughs> from behind, really close in. <laughs> you could not see anything else. Because, like... There's fade in and out for characters pop mm. in, and usually they're pretty good at uh, at doing that. But it was uh, it had me really cracked up when I was when I was doing it because it was just so, Rio talking and it looked like the voice is coming. So did it look of. like you were playing Cool Z the game? Like you were Cool Z? Cool Z the game, patent pending. <laughs> Copyright Shenmue Am Two podcast. Yeah. Um, all these buildings in Kowloon, like, have you ever seen, uh, it might have been in the post-mortem where they detailed, like, the algorithm that they used to regenerate all these rooms? Like, you can go into any, any room in these buildings, which is crazy. There's so many rooms, so many floors, and it'll, like, did you hear about that? The magic room system? Yeah, is that what it's called? Yep. Yeah, like, how it, like, it, they have an algorithm to place the furniture in a believable way where you you could think that somebody was living in it, you know. Yeah, they essentially had created certain assets like beds, chairs, mm-hmm. tables, windows, yeah. and it yeah it's a again pretty uh, pretty crazy when you think about the time that this game was released. Mm-hmm. Um, fought the Iron Thrust guy and beat him. I thought it was I think it's hilarious that all these guys have promoters like doing their talking for them like a mouthpiece. Yeah. And he said that I would be severely injured in the fight. <laughs> okay, and I, I just beat the guy right away. <laughs> oh, I love fighting the, the the guy with one eye. He's the easiest. <laughs> like I, I I beat multiple levels of him. He did eventually get me, but just because I ran out of time, like on the hardest level for him, I think I only lost because I couldn't beat him within the allotted time. Like he never actually defeated me. Well, that's one of the fights where um, it, it's the time limit. You're kind of not really... You're racing the clock with yeah. him. It's trying to get into his blind spot and hit him enough. Yeah. Um, and you're really kind of... Getting into his, his blind spot isn't necessarily just based on your movements. It's where he's going as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, more about the like the random rooms and stuff. Like If we include all these floors and all these rooms and everything I wouldn't be surprised if overall if this game was actually 100 times bigger than Shenmue 1. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody told me that. Like it's so flippin' huge the game area. There might not be every, like a lot in parts of it but it's so big. I would, yeah, I would say it's 
exponentially bigger. It's there's a substantial size difference between these games. Mm. Um, just looking, just the Yellowhead building alone. Mm-hmm. Um, how you can pretty much go into any room. You can kick kick in any door during that that part. Um, you comparing it to the first game, it's it's incredible the size. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like like I said, it is probably kind of empty. It's probably kind of like the uh, that one Elder Scrolls game where the game where the game world is literally the size of England, but there's not much in it. <laughs> like it would take you days to walk across the game world. But um, there was one point I can't remember where this was either. But Rio walks in a room. He says, "It's dark. Where is light switch? Here's the light switch. This will turn the lights on." And I'm like, going full robot there, Rio. <laughs> Sometimes when you are in a situation where you're involving translation... Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that he talked to himself and nobody was there with him. Yes. So <laughs> what I'm, what I'm kind of getting at is when they might have written the script, um, and I see it a lot, I, I work in an industry where I talk to people that live in Ontario, Canada, a very diver- diverse... Um, part of our country and I speak with a lot of um, people who are Mandarin or Cantonese as their first language and a lot of the times if I ask them a question they'll narrate their answer back to me um, so if I could you know ask them I sell insurance so if I ask them their policy number they'll say instead of just giving me the policy number they're like oh well my policy number is so they're narrating because in translation it's easier for them to to kind of present the idea to themselves and say it, yeah, um, and it, that might have just been how it translated, but yeah, that's Maybe. absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, I beat the blind guy too. Uh, I beat him relatively easy. Um, yeah, um, he's 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 one of my more favorite fights in the game, mm-hmm. just because it's re- it's all strategy with him. You like you like taking advantage of the dis- disabled, don't you? <laughs> the Shenmo AM2 podcast does not discriminate based on ability. <laughs> I'll, I'll beat anyone up. <laughs> it, what is it, the drill sergeant in Full Metal Jacket? Mm. He just starts listing all the different nationalities and races and stuff, and he, he's like, I do not discriminate, you're all just as useless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Listening to the tapes, there's a, there's a tape where there's like English news that was kind of funny to hear on the Japanese dub version. It was obviously a Japanese person doing the news in English, but it's still interesting. Uh, the passive raid fight where you have to hit the guy and he just tries to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. I just cranked him in nine seconds. <laughs> I just wait for him to do the flip and then mid flip I punch. So when he's stopped, hit him. Yeah. Yeah. Level one of most of those fights were doable. Uh. Oh, and also the uh, the tapes, when you're listening to the tapes. It was literally the last tape you listened to. How unlucky is that for Rio? Like, he had to go through all those tapes, and it, it was the last one. That's the one he needed. <laughs> he was probably there for days. Um, during my QTEs with Ren, with the handcuffs, mm-hmm. um, I messed up the one where you run between the two walls. And I just remember it being kind of funny because you just hit the wall, I think. Yeah. The animation was good. <laughs> and then Ren tells you to stop getting in his way. And then there's one where you walk bet- between two walls, like in a hole. And Ryo goes first. And then Ren just hauls him back out of the way. Oh, just yeah. so he can go first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just. I like them together. They're like, uh, they're a good comedy duo. Yeah. Um, and he's like 
kind of angry that Rio just thought he could go first. Yeah. Just, I don't know. <laughs> the two of them are ridiculous together. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a part where I was, like, sent across from the Moonchild building to the Three Bird building to the 1000 White building, like, just back and forth and back and forth. I think it was when you're trying to track down, um, what's her name? Yuan? Um, but I... Uh, I don't know my way around the game that that well, so I, I literally, this is what I did every time. I would walk up to somebody who's walking along, and I'd be like, I'm trying to get here. All right, follow me. Then I'd just let go of the controller and like, <laughs> fiddle with my Transformers toys or something until I got to the, 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 the building I was supposed to be at and then repeat until, <laughs> until storyline is done. <laughs> I did notice before I actually interacted with her in Kowloon that just Joyce motorcycle is just sitting there. Yeah, you can see it a few different places. In, I think I saw it in like a tea, near a tea shop and you can talk to her. You see her. Yeah. And, stuff. and then I have a note here about Ren trying to pee while handcuffed to Rio. Mm-hmm. And I just think that'd be funny. It would. I don't know if anyone here watches the show Big Brother um, but every once in a while they have a punishment where two people have to get um, tied together and it's always funny when like one of them's trying to have a shower or something <laughs> or like one of them won't be able to have a warm shower because they're have not or something mm. so they have to stand outside while the person has a warm shower and then they have to have a cold shower while the other person oh, stands outside so it just it brought me back to that and it's just funny when people are stuck together yep. I don't know why but because we're not meant to be stuck together. That's why it's funny. <laughs> uh, I found virtual lawn capsules, which I don't think I knew were in this game until I noticed them this time. Yeah, I think it's every... There's at least two of each machine. Um, so they do they do give you plenty of opportunity to um, find the capsule toys. Um, there's one of them where I had in one of the buildings in Kowloon where I just kept plugging money in and plugging money in um, because it was only available right when you get off the boat, mm. and I didn't get them all then. And then the next time you can get them is in Kowloon. Oh, okay. Did you get another note? Um, I talked to... Who's Yang? Which character was Yang? Oh, man, I don't remember... Um, anyways, I have a note here. I talked to Cool Z after we beat up Yang. And then in quotations, I didn't do it for fun, is what Rio tells him. <laughs> I don't remember that part. I just, I thought it was, is it, is Yang the helper to Yuan Zhu? You don't, you don't beat him up. He's your buddy. Well, not your buddy, but you're on his side. Yeah, who's Yang? I can't remember. <laughs> These Chinese names. Um, I found it interesting there is an entire building full of people selling birds. <laughs> like, 12 floors of bird sellers. Like, how does one community sustain all these pet birds? Are the birds really I just, I just love how you phrased that right there. <laughs> one building entirely devoted to birds. <laughs> Not just devoted to birds, devoted to selling birds. Like... It's nuts. <laughs> I, I can't be based on real life, can it? If it is, China is crazy. Oh, no, Yang is the guy in the medicine shop. No, the guy who, like, betrays you? Yeah, mm. that's who Yang... I, I just had to look that up on my phone. Um, you can hear him on the tape betraying you. <laughs> can you? Yeah. This time I didn't sit and listen through the tapes. Um, you knew exactly which part to go to? I... No, but I I ended up actually guessing to the exact spot on the tape. Oh. Um, I just have a note here. Women in tea restaurants, good looking. <laughs> yeah, they're all wearing those kipao, 
keep are that what they're called? Keep out dresses? Something like that. They're just clearly there to uh, entice people to come in. It worked on you. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a sucker. Uh, the elevators in this game make no sense. Um, why don't they go to every floor? <laughs> why do you have to, like... Go to one floor to go back down to another floor to go up to another floor. Like they're just needlessly complicated. Um, the cassette player—it's mm. a Hitachi. Oh, name brand product. Well, what? Uh, like the little Walkman or whatever, or whatever you play cassettes in the first one. What brand name was that? I don't think that one actually had a brand. Oh, okay. Um, that was Sega brand, I think. Yeah, it was Sega brand. Um. But yeah, this one's Hitachi. It was one of the product tie-ins. Mm. Um, on the cassette, uh, at 6.51, on the timer thing on it, there's a conversation between Guizhang and Joy. Mm. Don't remember what it was about. <laughs> um, yeah, I got a note here that Ren equals funny. There's not enough funny usually in this game, so I'm, I'm glad for Ren. Like, I, li- I like the game, but it's usually very serious. There's not a lot of funny to be had until Ren shows up. Yeah, it's kind of like... Have you watched all the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies? Most of them. I find they're pretty good at, for being serious, putting a bit of comedy in. Mm-hmm. I would like the third game to kind of be, from a comedic standpoint, in a serious tone film, mm-hmm. um, interject it like that. I think it has to be the right amount. You can't overdo it, but you can't underdo it. Yeah. Um, it needs to be appropriate. Um, my next note is at the orphanage that you go to yeah. there is a very poorly drawn Sonic and Tails on the wall <laughs> I didn't notice that <laughs> they're literally like a child's drawing out of crayon oh, that's, that's funny and then I just have a note of two grown men busting into an orphanage an <laughs> orphanage um, yeah uh, the Shenmue AM2 podcast does not endorse or condone busting into an orphanage uh, you don't. Um, <laughs> uh, when I was trying to follow Yuan, is it Yuan? I think it's Yuan. Um, I hate that part. But anyways, I was trying to follow her, and there's one point she went up the escalators, and the cutscene made it look like Rio was looking at the stairs. Like, oh, I should take the stairs. It never said that, but it makes it looks like he's looking at them. Fact check: This game does not have escalators. Sorry, elevators. One, one nothing me. Elevators. Uh, It looked like he was looking at the stairs, so I took the stairs, and then I lost her. And then I had to redo it, and it takes you so far back. Yeah, I I really don't like that following scene. And just listening to her, not bribe, uh, what's the word I'm looking for that the mafia does? Shakedown? Yeah, what's the actual term for it? Protection racket? (laughs) The actual term. I thought I said it. (laughs) No, um... It'll come to me later in this podcast. But yeah, just watching her do that, I find there's a lot of it. It is meant for character building, so you get an idea about her. Mm. I just don't enjoy it all that much. Uh, did you mark down which toy Ren bribed the kid with at the orphanage? Mm-mm. Uh, he gave the kid Afterburner. Big spender. I don't think I had this orphanage scene. What happened in this orphanage scene? You definitely had the orphanage scene. You can't not have it. I woke up in an orphanage once after being defeated. I think from Zhu Ying was in the orphanage and I woke up there I believe you go to the orphanage to get information about uh, I think Yuan or Du Niu one of the two 
I don't remember Ren it, ever being. It there. has a really weird door. Oh, I've on been it. there. I just don't remember this scene where Ren's there and there's a child that you have to give a toy to. I don't remember remember this. Yeah. And I was really panicky about giving the kid a toy hmm. because I'm trying to do a complete playthrough and I didn't want to lose a toy. You thought you'd have to give one of your own. Yeah. So I just <laughs> I didn't give one and and uh, Ren gave him afterburner. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I had this scene. It must be optional. Oh, no, it's not optional. 100% not optional. What the heck? Um, at, they also have QTE title and Q, Excite QTE at the orphanage in the bedroom. <laughs> There's two, uh, two uh, arcade machines. Um, I loved Ren's bird trick, the minor bird trick. Where you, uh, made the, made Don Nui think that you're in the closet. It was smart thinking. So, Matt is a big fan of... Twin Peaks. Yeah. I watched Twin Peaks. And I thought it was hilarious because I had never heard of a minor bird before. <laughs> um, that two of Matt's favorite things, Shenmue and Twin Peaks, both have minor bird situations in them. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's all about the minor bird. That's why I like all these things. <laughs> um, my next note is elevators are annoying in Three Birds Building. Yeah. <laughs> They're so stupid. I know. And at calling that the Three Birds building is ridiculous. It's more like 3,000 birds yeah. building. Yep. Uh, Maybe there's like a little three like to the third power or something that we didn't quite notice. <laughs> um, the ghost hall building planks. Just why? <laughs> why is this a thing? Like, people live in this building and go across these <laughs> planks every day? And like, at least have more than one plank. At least have two planks beside each other so you don't have to walk one foot in front of the other. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I sit there, I don't even look at the screen, I just pop open the player's guide. Yeah. Because it's so I did. tedious. Mm-hmm. I just pop open the player's guide and I just listen for the sound. Yep. You don't then, even have to listen for the sound. You can just keep mashing it. Like, if, you, if you're hitting it when it's not asking you to, it won't make you fail. Uh. <laughs> you just mash the next one that's coming up. Um... <laughs> I'm pretty sure the first time I played the game, I didn't know about quick saving everywhere, and I just did that. I had to do it over and over and over until I did all the, the all the floors to perfection. What? Like, I'm not gonna lie, that warms my heart. That you didn't know about the <laughs> it, it nearly made me tear my Dreamcast in two. <laughs> so I just have a note about the elevators. So going to the Three Birds building, get an elevator to go to floor seven. Switch to go to floor six, to go back to seven, to go to nine, to go back to seven, to go to the roof. Yeah. <laughs> that, why? Why, why, why? Why, why, why? I feel like this just wants me to be an elevator repairman in China because apparently there's a market for it. Yeah. Um, predictive explosion. How does that work in a fight? Like the thing where the blind guy comes at you? Like, how do you actually use that in a fight? Don't know. Don't <laughs> think I've ever used it in a fight. Okay. I really like that scene, though. Yeah. While you're learning it, it's pretty neat. And that, you know, he knew Iwa, and mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, I really like that part of the game. Why does he have a picture of that scout? <laughs> Here, I happen to have this picture. Look for this guy. <laughs> He's just waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he knew you were coming. Maybe. Um, the time Ren, I just have this note here, the time Ren tries to kick the elevator and falls into it. Yeah. And the door opens, just wipes out. It's great. Um, when you're looking for Yuan Dejou, 
Um, and you're going. You have to find those keys mm. to put in the statue. How many keys did you actually find? Well, this time I used a guide, so I just used the ones that I needed. But the first time I played, I'm pretty sure I found them all. I have to find them all. Why? Complete playthrough. You gotta <laughs> find those keys. Yeah, but they don't do anything for you. You gotta have them in your inventory. <laughs> I don't even know if they stay in your inventory or not after that scene. I doubt it. You would never need them again. <laughs> Same with the elevator keys at the end. You wanna go do another one? I think I'm ahead of you, maybe. Okay. In the game. Um, in the scene with the church, so mm-hmm. when you wake up and Jewing's there. That's after she saves you yet again? After Donui beats you? Yeah, uh, right after the Yuan. It's right after the Yuan de Zhu Zhu scene, isn't it? Yeah, this is another one of those things where it fades to black. Yeah. I hate that. Just Um, let me try. (laughs) uh, It sounds like Zhu knows what happened to her brother during Mm -hmm. the church scene. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's just not telling Ryo. She probably knows he came to a bad end, maybe. Or, Or he's just an evil guy now. Yeah, we'll talk... I think, like, we should both, when we get to our what we think will happen in a future episode, mm. um, we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, I attempted to get into the Yellowhead building and was denied. Notebook said that all main entrances were blocked off. Mm. I only tried one. <laughs> and he somehow knew. Somehow knew. Um, do another. You're still behind me. I have my note. I had a hilarious convo with Cool Z, and I was standing to his right, and I couldn't see his face, uh, Rio's face, just because of the boombox. <laughs> and it, I was laughing so hard when it was happening. Um, I really like the small dragon garden area. It's it's like it's on the side of a hill, like coming off the side of Kowloon, and there's like these temple ruins. I don't think this is true to real life at all, but it, it looks nice. It does. It looks very <laughs> nice. It looks more like Greece or something. Um, so for my ten points to get to the uh, for the scout, I fought the acrobat, the passive, and the blind guy. Hmm. I can't remember. I think I fought all of them. <laughs> I don't think I beat all of them, which is why I had to fight all of them. I fought Greg Moore. Um, I always think it's funny he's named Greg Moore. Mm-hmm. Do you know who the other, like, the famous Greg Moore from Canada was? No. He was a, was a Formula One. He was a Formula One or IndyCar driver. Um, he was actually really good, and he passed away in an accident. Um, but whenever I hear the name Greg Moore, I always think of him, because I was super into racing when I was a kid for some reason. <laughs> um, the game makes you makes you retry the fight against Greg Moore, mm-hmm. but you have to go through all this cutscene again about... is that That's the one where Ren bets against you, I think? Yeah. I think you can skip it pretty sure if you i was mashing the buttons and start and stuff and you can skip it i'm pretty sure because yeah i failed several times you threw me out of the ring (laughs) but when you're looking for those three fighters it it pays to remember that the blind guy is uh is a fighter because you can just go right to him from from where the scout gives you the photos in dragon street just go straight to the blind guy and be like hey do you know who these three people are yeah this but this person is this person they hang out at this building you get all the information right there (laughs) from the blind guy um, so when you fought those three people, what order did you fight them in? The order and the least amount of money to the most amount of money, because otherwise I would have spent so much time. Like, it took me long enough to build up $500 to fight Rod Stunt. Like, I'm not going to, like, bypass him and try to make a 1000 to fight Greg Moore first. <laughs> you probably had tons of money already, though. Yeah. I did not. So I fought Greg Moore. 
So I think the order they want you to go in is Rod Stunt first because it's the cheapest. Yeah, and Rod Stunt, then Greg Moore, then Chunyun. Yeah, yeah, I did Greg Moore, Chunyun, then Rod Stunt. Hmm. Um, when I fought Rod Stunt, I beat him and I fell out of the ring first. Uh. Like not like I knocked him out and I fell out first. He was out, already defeated, and I stepped out of the ring and I they gave the fight to him. Uh. So, like, he was in midair? No, no. He was already done. Oh. He was knocked out, and I stepped out of the ring, and I lost. Huh. That's not cool. No. I ended up obviously beating him, though. Mm. Um, the, uh, yeah, so when I was trying to make money again, I just went back to my old staple of arm wrestling. As far as I know, there's only one spot to arm wrestle in Kowloon. It's, like, this back alley with, like, a whole lineup of guys. And the last guy is flamboyantly gay. (laughs) (laughs) Um... He's a bit of a stereotype, <laughs> um, but uh, Jimenez Garcia's back. He's like the fir- one of the first or the second guy you fight. Is he? Yeah. Well, he's. On, I heard he's pretty big on the arm wrestling circuit. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people think he's past his prime, but I don't. I don't. <laughs> um, I think so. I beat this game relatively quickly, and Matt um, played through it. Uh, you know, taking his time. Now, I had emailed Matt. I'm like, hey, have you beaten disc three yet? And he said, no, I'm getting the money to fight or to pay rent. And Matt and I have a different style with the money. Matt plays the game like it's meant to be played. When it comes to money, I go, I save before I gamble, I gamble. <laughs> if I win, I save. If I lose, I reset. Cheater. I'm a cheater. <laughs> uh, I just don't want to have to wait through all the loading, so I just do the arm wrestling. But uh, in this one, the arm wrestling was way harder than on the previous disc for some reason. Like, it felt unfair because, like, my reflexes aren't fast enough because, like, I can hit the button fast enough. But my problem is when he says, ready, go, if you don't hit it right on go, if you don't get your first, like, three hits in, you lose. There's the boom. It's like you lose the draw. Like a, It's like a quick draw that you're losing. It's not an actual arm wrestle contest. It's more of a quick draw. And, like, I can't do that. But if I actually somehow manage to not preemptively put his arm down and get disqualified, if if I manage to somehow catch him, then I, like, before he knocks my arm down, then I can usually beat them just by tapping. But, yeah, I don't like how the, the quick draw part feels a bit unfair. I wish there was something that you could only get from arm wrestling. Because I had no incentive to do, to do it. Yeah. I wish there was just a prize at the end mm-hmm. um, that, you know, you can't get anywhere else. Yeah, maybe in the HD remix. <laughs> uh, Top Gun slash Afterburner slash all fighter jet games of the 16-bit and 8-bit era never made sense to me. Why do all these enemies fly in front of you just so you can shoot them down? <laughs> They're like, I'm behind this guy. I could shoot him down. I'm gonna fly in front. <laughs> Hopefully he won't shoot me down. But I guess, you know, there was no 360 movement. They couldn't really do it back then. That's the only way they could make these games. But Do you know why they needed to? What? They had to ride into the danger zone. <laughs> I was going to make this a little bit more dangerous for myself. <laughs> um, when you get to the basement of the Yellowhead building, did you open the red door? <laughs> no. I was reading the guide and it said not to, <laughs> so I didn't. You know what happens if you open the red door? Don't wheeze there. Yeah, and what happens? They send you way back, don't they? Uh, yeah. You, you die. <laughs> uh, my note is, 
Capital D, capital E, capital A, capital D, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. How did they kill you? Uh, he just kills you right away. Um, I don't remember, but you die immediately. You cannot do anything to save yourself. <laughs> um, you're just dead. Poor Rio. Um, Rod Stunt, I noticed, has stubby little T-Rex arms. His yeah. arms do look hilariously different. Hmm. Compared to other fighters. Yeah, that could be what I'm noticing. Or other, any other character model in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, do you th- and, uh, can, gre- we, can we just talk about his name being Rod Stunt for a minute? Pretty cool name. That's awesome. <laughs> Greg Moore, did you notice he's wearing like a monarch butterfly vest? <laughs> yep. Odd choice. My wife noticed that. I never noticed it. Uh, and when when we're doing the these fights, do you think round two is usually unfair? Like the like the the AI gets bumped up in round two if you win round one. It feels like that. It does. What I find very frustrating is the Greg Moore fight where he can just throw you out of the ring at any time. I know. And you really don't have a chance to defend some of his stuff. Yeah. Like there's some basic grapple moves that you can do the Y and B and like get out of. Mm. Uh, but there's other ones where he just grabs you, does a spin, and throws you out, and you're done. Yeah. He could do it four seconds into the match. You're done. Yep. Um, I found Hang On an afterburner. Um, I want initially I wondered why there was a guy standing beside them. Mm-hmm. So you just find them in these weird places. One of them's just in a room, and one of them's in the basement of one of the buildings. On like a pedestal. On a, yeah, on, on a like, weird pedestal with a light shining down on like it. Like a Roman pantheon. <laughs> and there's a guy standing beside each of them. Hmm. But then I realized what that person is. The sole purpose of that person. He collects the quarters. No. <laughs> he gives you your change. No. <laughs> what? So if you get the high score on the game, hmm. they the person at the arcade, the person working at the arcade, gives you the item. Oh. So that person is specifically there just to give you the item. <laughs> Oh, what a shitty job. And the top score on Hang On was Ren. Oh, really? The three initials are R-E-N. Nice. Um, speaking of falling out of the of the, the ring, doesn't it feel like there's sort of an invisible barrier at most times stopping the CPU from getting knocked out of the ring? Like you're pushing them towards the edge, pushing them towards the edge, then they stop and they start skirting alongside and getting pushed like circular around it. It's very rare to be able to knock them out of the ring successfully, but you can knock yourself out of the ring, no problem. Or they can knock you out. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, like, especially in the area where Chunyan is, like, this game is, for me at least, I don't know if it's just the way I'm playing it on my HDTV uh, with the AV cables, but it's really dark. I can't see anything. Like, it's pitch black almost. I'm like, I'm, I'm walking Rio around trying to just progress and I'm like I think I'm hitting something I can't see it is substantially better looking and the lighting is way better playing with the uh, um, VGA cable yeah and I well I have my VGA switched to an HDMI which I'm glad I just spent money on <laughs> and now the Bahara Bros the company I bought the VGA one from they just have an HDMI one now oh <laughs> um, going through the Yellowhead building when you're fighting all the guards. Mm-hmm. Um, the third person I fought, I just kept hitting him with the big wheel punch, and he was like bouncing off the wall, mm-hmm. and I just kept spamming the move, and it looked hilarious because he was just getting like ragdolled around. It was priceless. <laughs> Uh, do you think the Chun Yan fight is like the best fight in the series so far? I think so. It's like so blood sport, like death 
There's real stakes. There's death at stake. I love the setting of it. I do love the setting of it. It's literally underground fighting. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I do love the setting of it. It feels like there's consequences. Yeah. I mean, really, there isn't. You just have to retry. But when I actually fought Chun Yun, I was playing in my basement, and my wife came down. And she's like, man, this kind of looks technical. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you got to dodge and grab and use, uh, you know, most of the tools in your toolbox in that fight. And she actually sat down and watched me play it <laughs> just because it was kind of a technical aspect. Yeah. And she uses, when we play Virtua Fighter, she uses uh, Sarah. Sarah, yeah. And she's Sarah's moveset from Virtua Fighter. <laughs> um. uh, I have a note here. Um... The QT on the 13th floor is a trick. I don't remember. Trick. Can't remember. Oh, no, no. So what it is is uh, Rio says, gotta fight. And then mid, like, him saying, gotta fight, there's just a QT right away. And the game has never done that to you before. Hmm. So, like, you're getting ready to fight as if, you know, it's just going to be a free battle. Yeah. And then there's a QT immediately that you're not expecting whatsoever. <laughs> I'm never ready for the QTEs. Even if I know they're coming, I'm like, I just keep I keep thinking about the feeling I get when I fail a QTE, how mad I get, and that gets me all jittery, and then I fail the QTE. <laughs> it gets me all jittery. I, I'm like, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose, I'm, I'm going to fucking lose, and I'm... Fucking son of a god! I'm really bad at QTEs. Um... I will levelate this later, so that's not so loud. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the Yellowhead building, I like how it tries to vary the gameplay every few floors. Yeah. Gives you something different to do. Um, just part where Dunio is chasing you, mm. Redden calls Dunio a stupid ass. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, swearing. They said the word ass. Mm. Um, I like when you're both running from the chainsaw, and you like successfully escape, and like uh, they high five each other, Ren and Rio. I was like, ah, bromance. <laughs> it seems very unreal to high five, but it looked like he's the one who started it. He's the one who offered. He's like, high five me, Ren. <laughs> uh, during the scene where you're trying to get to the roof. When you have to get the six elevator keys, mm-hmm. why in the world can you not take them all at once? It is painfully slow. What? You can't take them all at once? Are you sure? It is. You have to take them one by one oh, okay. out of the box. I thought you meant you had took one, then leave the room and use it. No. No, no, yeah. Oh my god, it's painfully slow. Yeah. Just like, however. <laughs> Move the hand. Yeah. Yep, some, uh. There's a few things that could be changed <laughs> in this game just to speed things up, but uh, I like that Ren's actually a good fighter. He's not all talk. Like we see in this final Yellowhead building thing that, or Big Ox building or whatever it is, that he there's a few times where he takes on a group of guys and leaves you to do something else. And I'm like, good for you, Ren. <laughs> um, during the fight with the six guys in the black suits that come out of the elevators. Uh, right before you fight Baihu. Mm. When I was fighting them, the game really... I, I had never encountered this before. One of the guys was already knocked out, and I kicked another guy, and he landed directly on top of him. Mm. And then the other guys, like when I'm circling around and fighting them, the other guys in the suits were stepping on them. Yeah. And it totally looked like these two guys on the floor were banging, <laughs> and I could not stop laughing at it. Yeah, I like when that when that happens. I've I've <laughs> knocked like four guys on top of each other <laughs> before. 
They, yeah, and they all just twitch when you touch them. Yeah. Um, Baihu, yeah, when you see him, <laughs> Ryo's not like, who's that weird guy? Instead, he's like, what's that move? <laughs> like, he's yeah. so single-minded. I love the fight with Baihu. What up? Um, probably my favorite fight in the games. Yeah? I just don't understand why he's like, he looks like this badass, but he, like, considering that Ryo can beat him, he's kind of weak. Like, Ryo is no, no, he stands no chance against a real martial arts master from what we've seen, like Zhu Ying, and I'm sure Zhu Ying would stand no chance against Lan Di, but, so, so for Baihu to lose to Ryo, who's still, like, just this novice compared to these masters, I don't know what the big deal is about Baihu. Like, why has he got his own little fight club in the basement and stuff? And, like, he seems like he's part of this organization. He seems like he should be important, but you just, yeah, you can beat him. I think he's going to be way more important, potentially, in the third game. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get into that for this episode, but um, I don't know if he necessarily uh, tries, if Baihu tries to win that fight. Really? You think he threw the fight? I think he might have thrown the fight. Hmm. Um I really, really like that fight. Uh, playing it on the, like, disc four when you're just going back and doing the fight, not in the game, but, like, it's part of the uh, bonus stuff. Mm. I was at my sister's house one time, and my sister and her boyfriend, or my sister's boyfriend and I, we just were rocking that fight. And we made it to, I, I think the number actually stops at 19 or something yeah. for the levels. We just kept beating him over <laughs> and over and over. Um and I, it was awesome. It was so much fun. But at one point, it just seemed like he plateaued and didn't get harder. Mm. It's because he's a chump. <laughs> um, I, like, it is interesting though. These characters who just show up for a fight and then they're gone, and you're like, you're kind of an interesting person. Like, I want to learn more about you, like Baihu and Chunyan, and like, yeah, just like, what's your backstory? Oh, well, I gotta get revenge. Never mind. <laughs> I think we're going to see, hopefully, I'd like to see, in the third one, a bit more of that. Um, that's something the Yakuza games are kind of good at, Yeah, is developing kind of everyone that's involved in the storyline. You generally see something about them, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would like to see that in this one. Uh, so after you beat uh, Baihu, when you get up to D- Dunyu's office, mm-hmm. man, the, the black suits in that office are aggressive. Well, it's just because you have nowhere to go. They completely surround you in this tiny room, and they just all start punching you at once. Yeah. But compared to the other fights in the Yellowhead building, they're all coming at you at once. Yeah. It's really hard to break them up into smaller groups. Yeah, you, you almost have need to get to out of like the a, circle first. Like a big wheel kick or something, and mm. um, just kind of, I don't want to say back yourself into a corner, but really protect yourself as to how you can be attacked from different angles. Yeah. And then when you go outside onto that staircase up to the roof, man, I wanted somebody to fall off that staircase off the side of the building. It's just so, like, if I was playing a shooter or something or some sort of action game, I would do whatever I could to get somebody to fall off that railing and could tumble off the building, but nobody does. So, yeah, it'd be awesome. <laughs> um, Rio's just done. He's like, you know what? That was worth it. Just watching that one guy plummet. <laughs> um, the helicopter scene with Londi, uh, the only scene with Londi in this game, isn't it? Yeah. Um, how, helico- how that scene is shot. Mm-hmm. So, helicopter rises up, and then as it turns, you see the Chi Men logo on it, mm-hmm. and then it reveals Londi. Yeah. Um, obviously, I mean, anyone that's watching it was probably going to assume that it would reveal Londi. I think it's neat that Londi's makes his appearance like when you're only like 
80% of the way through the game, mm. he would be considered what's... Well, I guess Dio Neo is the final boss in this game. Yeah. Um, and he's not... The final boss isn't at the end of this game. Mm-hmm. Name any other game that does that. Yeah. I can't think of one. I'm sure some games have some sort of an epilogue, but not as big as Shenmue 2's. Like a playable epilogue. Yeah, Shenmue 2, like, you really think it's over, and then you get this whole other disc, which I love. I love that. Now, playing it on, if you were playing through this for the first time, playing it on the Dreamcast and playing it on the Xbox present themselves with a different experience. Yeah. Because when you're playing this on the Dreamcast, there's another disc that you physically have to put into the Dreamcast. Mm. If you're playing this on the Xbox, you get to this final boss... You could think the game is over. Well, I still thought the game was over on Dreamcast, because on the original game, the final disc was not gameplay. It was the Passport. There was no gameplay on it, so I assumed that was the same for Shenmue 2. But with the, with the original one, the Passport disc is different in appearance, mm, I still, and it's called the Passport disc. I still assume there was no gameplay on it. But the other thing is, too, like when you go to the menu on disc 1, 2, or 3, mm. and you go to do the uh, Shenmue, uh, whatever it's called... Um, collection? The Shenmue collection. It tells you to insert desk four. So mm. yeah, I, I could see that someone might think that is the same as the passport. Yeah. But the Xbox, you are completely oblivious to there's something coming after this. Yeah. Which I thought is it's kind of neat. Um, I think it's funny that Londi just entirely abandons Dunyu. I know. It seemed like he wanted him so bad. And he could have just jumped off that ladder and killed everyone on the roof and taken him. <laughs> Why didn't he? Joy, Wong, Ren, and Ryo would stand no chance against him. Especially if Donui was still up. Uh, like... I'm, yeah, I don't really understand why he left. Considering that that guy seemed so important, he wanted him so bad. But I've been wondering, does Londi even remember Ryo? Like, he's looking at him. Does he know who he is? Oh, <laughs> uh, he definitely knows who he is. <laughs> uh, that was my note, too, the next one. Why doesn't Londi fight Ryo? Mm. Um... Why does he even reveal that he's there? I think it was just... I don't think he was revealing himself. I think it was just timing. Rio happened to get there as they were about to pick <laughs> Zhu up. Will Londi reveal himself? <laughs> um, I find the Dio new fight kind of boring. Yeah. Um, you just gotta dodge. Keep dodging. And, keep dodging. And, and, and do a little punch combo. Dodge. Punch combo. Yeah. It's it's not the best final fight. But then you get all those QTEs that if you fail, you got to do the whole fight over again. I remember yeah. doing that like 15 times the first time I played the game. And, th- and this time, for the final one, where it's like left X and A, the strategy guide says left X A, not X plus A. So I wasn't ready for the X and A at the same time. I noticed it, and I was like, oh shit, and I hit it. It felt like I hit it, but I still failed. I'm like, I fucking hit it! <laughs> oh, I hate QTs. <laughs> Matt's raging. Literally, you can see my writing. I fucking hit X and A! <laughs> he actually does have it written like that. All <laughs> caps locked. Yeah, I was raging. I didn't want to have to do that whole fight again. Oh, it's tough being Matt sometimes. It is. Is that all your notes? Those are all my notes for disc my only other notes are that apparently the Phoenix Mirror shows you a map, but it just looked like the Big Dipper to me. Well, that's all it is. But that's like a star map. That's not a map of the world. <laughs> a lot of people, when they talk about Shamoto, mm-hmm. spoiler, um, the ending with the magic, a lot of people are like, 
I didn't like the magic at the end of Shenmue 2. Mm. The magic is, doesn't even start at the end of Shenmue 2. It starts at that scene when they're looking at the Phoenix Mirror. That's really when, like, this whole magic thing comes into play. I assumed it was had to do with the, the jewel or whatever in the center was, like, reflecting lights in a certain way. But I didn't know it was magic. But yeah, you, like, Yuan Dezhu blows the smoke on it or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Could be considered magic, I guess. Um, when you go see, when you go say goodbye to Zhu Ying, she's doing another kata. But this, this one, she's like doing this wavy arm, weird kata, and like, for some reason it looks really bad. Like, this is the only time, like, watching a character do a kata in, in the game has looked really, uh, it, I don't know, her shoulders look odd, and like, just the way she's moving her arms, I don't know if they just did a bad batch of mocap or, or, or what, but any other time I've seen her doing moves, it looked fine, but this one just looked weird. Her character model always kinds of look, kind of looks a little weird to me. Yeah. Um, oh, and then uh, her helper there brings out another move for you on a platter, and I just I just pictured Rio like bowing, taking it and eating it. <laughs> 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 like, why is the move on a platter? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my last note. Move on a platter. <laughs> <laughs> move on a platter. Um, so a couple exciting things happened for our podcast too. Did they? Um, yeah, we are now officially. YouTube.com slash Shenmue AM2 Podcast. Hooray, at least 100 subscribers. We have surpassed 100 subscribers, so that was pretty neat. Uh, we also now have over 1,000 downloads of iTunes. Sweet. Um, our YouTube page is getting there, getting close to 1,000. Um, com- everything combined with our old uh, SoundCloud page when we first started this, um, we're well over 2,000. Cool. Uh, downloads, which is for such a niche podcast, and my first time doing podcasting, mm. um, I'm really impressed with our results so far. Yeah, two thousand, two thousand listens to eleven episodes, Through or ten, 10, so. 10? Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's fun. I like doing this. Yeah. Too bad Shenmue doesn't go on forever. <laughs> it will. It will. It. Yeah. Let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> but once we catch up to it, we'll be like, this is our, like, biannual Shenmue show. <laughs> like, or every two years or whatever. Oh, we'll figure out something to talk to. <laughs> um, yeah, so we can be found on youtube.com slash Shenmue AM2 podcast. We are Shenmue AM2 podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send any feedback or questions or anything, uh, we have had a few people request to be guests on the show, which I think is pretty cool. cool. And once we kind of get through some of the episodes that we have planned, uh, we're definitely going to have, I think, some people on. Uh, we need to fill time between now and whenever it comes out. Yep. Uh, so we're going to have a few episodes like that. Uh, we're Shenmue AM2 podcast on Facebook. Uh, we have a page and a group. Um, we're Shenmue AM2 podcast on Shenmue Dojo. Uh, what else are we on? iTunes, Shenmue AM2 podcast. Please subscribe. Please like. Please thumbs up. Please comment. Please uh, love us. Please love us. <laughs> um, and if you can leave us a rating on iTunes, that's super cool. We have a couple so far. All five stars. Great. Yeah. So this week we'd also like to thank our sponsor, uh, Unicorn Dentist. Are we a dentist for unicorns? Are we unicorns that are dentists? Our name is very misleading. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thank you. See you for Disc 4 next time. Bye. Bye.